0: Welcome to Navigating Education, the podcast, episode 26, Creating Opportunities to Show and Measure Qualitative Student Growth with Mike Rutherford. So today, we're going to be focusing on um, really how do we take qualitative data and measure it to demonstrate uh, student progress. And Mike has a background as a teacher. Um, He's focused on um, ed tech integration. And currently, he has a project called Got Learning, which is an amazing tool for really looking at student growth and having a conversation about it and consulting in one place. And um, Mike has also you know, taught all over uh, across the United States and in different countries. So he's got such a, an amazing background in education. And I'm really excited for this conversation. So Mike, welcome to our podcast.
1: Hey, well, thank you very much, Matt, for having me on your podcast. And and uh, secondly, I definitely want to congratulate you on your new book, uh, Navigating the Toggled Toggle Term. Uh, it's, it's great to read books by practitioners, especially when they're incredibly up-to-date. They have incredibly up-to-date advice and scenarios, just like you do. I mean, this is a book that's actually talking about what we as classroom teachers have to deal with and administrators have to deal with right now. So uh, kudos to you on that. I know that was uh, a very timely, timely publishing of that and it should be something everybody picks up.
0: Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. And uh, I'm glad you picked it up and had opportunity to take a look at some of it. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's just a culmination of learning experiences on my end and from people, uh, you know, around the country and world. So it's, um, you know, hopefully something that people can use. So let's jump in today's topic. And real quickly, you know, spend, you know, I gave a little bit of a summary of your background, but, you know, tell us a little bit more about your context and education. And, you know, how did you get, to where you are currently in education.
1: Okay. Um, I got to where I am today as a founder of Got Learning um, because I returned to the classroom after leaving it after many years. Um, I had been a teacher, as you had mentioned, a technology training specialist, uh, district tech ed, ed tech director. I uh, Jumped out into the private sector and helped us. I started the K-12 group at Blackboard as a K-12 industry consultant and brought the LMS into the K-12 space. Um, and then left uh, left Blackboard right as we went public uh, and became uh, basically I wanted the VP of business development and uh, for an educational publisher and in prof- professional development and really did everything to do with selling and marketing to schools. Um, so after all of that, though, that's what's really cool is I returned to the middle school classroom as a teacher. Um, and in that in that part of it right there is where I discovered a huge unaddressed problem that we had that I had in my classroom Um, and the problem is is managing qualitative data and the lack of proper tools built around how schools actually pedagogically operate.
0: Yeah no definitely and um it's it's really uh rare that you run into someone from the ed tech industry that was actually in ed tech and then went back to the classroom and then is now um back in the ed tech industry and because now you know really what are you know the modern challenges of teachers living you know in 2021 um because things have changed over time and i think that sometimes if you're not observing classrooms or teaching your own class you're kind of you're you're growing distant from what's going on and what the you know what are some challenges that are facing educators so um you know definitely you know kudos for you to going back and then you know really taking that opportunity to see how you can, you know, further help uh, not only in your backyard, but, you know, hopefully, you know, across the country. Um, so let's talk really about, you know, qualitative data. And for those that don't know what qualitative data is, it's not necessarily number-based. It's based on a variety of different factors. So you could have uh, text be considered qualitative data, voice to be considered qualitative. Qualitative data, voice being—I mean, uh, video being qualitative data. Um, that's just the tip of the iceberg. There's so many opportunities for qualitative data, and you know, a lot of our student work that our students create is qualitative data. It's something that they create. It's not just you know when we talk about quantitative data is just you know numbers or a score that they received on a an assessment. So let's think about, you know, why do you think it's so important to be measuring this?
1: Um, well, first off, thanks for the, I mean, it's a, that's a very good description of quantitative versus qualitative. Um, why is this so important is because, you know, you know, qualitative data describes the quality of the characteristics. You know, it's, it's collected, as you mentioned, from rough drafts of projects, papers, homework, presentations, podcasts, videos, you know, all of that is qualitative data. But the most important parts of qualitative data are those conversations that we're having with students. Some call it feedback loops. Um, uh, we call them learning conversations because it's this back and forth, uh, the, this constant back and forth that you're having with students as we give them individualized growth producing feedback, um, whether that's through, uh, you know, well above praise and those kind of things. Praise just keeps you in the game. Um, we, we take all of that qualitative data and, and we're constantly capturing it in our heads in our head on paper or in a Google doc or, or a form or system or whatever it may be um, so but some of the most important you know why is qualitative data so important and it comes down to is that's what our feedback is um, Our feedback uh, is is qualitative and if you look at Grant Wiggins, uh, Grant Wiggins' definition or his seven keys to feedback, which is a, a seminal article that needs to be read by everybody, is that feedback is, feedback is goal-oriented, goal-referenced. Uh, it's tangible and transparent, actionable, user-friendly, timely, and ongoing. You're constantly doing it. So uh, you know, quantitative feedback would be a B plus or 91%. And it doesn't do any of those things. It's not actionable. It, yep. it, may, it may be emotional, mm-hmm. make, make somebody happy, may make them upset but it doesn't tell them what they need to do to get better. Um, yeah. And and that's what uh, that's what is so important. And then it goes along with uh, reflections by student learning is all qualitative. All of those things are what is incredibly important to us as classroom teachers and has been incredibly hard to manage. We've all gone through systems of folders and notebooks and uh, you know, that we share with other teachers and have, you know, filing cabinets full of things. And then now, you know, we have Google Drives and we have every, it seemed like every month I tried a new system of setting up Google Drives uh, with colors and names and those kind of things. Um, and we're all kind of going through that. Um, so I find that, that that qualitative data is so important because we need to be capturing that feedback on learning evidence so that we can continue to grow upon it. because i may not remember it i know i won't remember it from two weeks ago and guess what a student that has eight or eight total classes they're not going to remember i mean they're going to four different classes or maybe even seven classes an entire day they're not going to remember what was said either but we're letting that that data go away and we need to be able to take that and remember it and build upon that um so that that personalized learning feedback is gold, and it's so important. Um, and until you know, until recently, until now, we've we've not had the tools to capture all those interactions.
0: Yeah, and that's I mean, what you're talking about is what a lot of the research about feedback um, over the last five to ten years has come out with. And having that you know feedback loop being present and having actionable. Um, items for students to do as a result of that feedback um, and having it be that consistent cycle over and over again, that's where the learning actually takes place. That's where students are able to see what they've created as well as what maybe something they need to improve or mistakes they've made and they, they can see it vividly. And then the feedback, the actionable feedback is the task or correction that they need to do in order for them to improve upon that that last draft. I like to my best analogy for feedback is is that the worst is is if you provide a comment on someone's essay and you don't tell them to do anything about it. There's no sort of response. There's just there's just an, a blank, open-ended thing. And if you don't ask them to respond or do something actionable as a result, then you know, that feedback was worthless and you just wasted your time. So um, I like how you, you, you really, you know, enunciated that. So um, let's focus on how do you think now in classrooms, I mean, you have a platform like you create created like Got Learning, but is there any way, for example, if someone doesn't have Got Learning in their class that c- can, you know, provide, you know, a place where that qualitative data is housed, do you have any suggestions of like how can we as a practitioner now use qualitative data to drive our instruction? I mean, besides we had a conversation prior to our converse, uh, prior to this recording about you know digital portfolios and how they be more summative versus you know more formative. Um, so, do you have any suggestions about that so that teachers can you know work on this now or at least maybe not to the extent of you know using your platform, but you know at least you know making some dent into, um, you know, measuring that and doing something with that so they can provide that great feedback for students.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I believe being able to see where a student is at 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 a given time in their learning qualitatively uh, is is key because that then allows you to provide growth producing feedback. Um, And, you know, go back to those those seven things we talked about, feedback, that's that's goal reference and all those, Uh, we, we have, we have to be able to see the qualitative data. So it's, and it is hard to deal with and, and, and yes, I love people who use Got Learning, but if you don't have it, it's still something that you should look at and use and be able to compare from September to October, to December, to January, to be able to see how students grow and also have them reflect upon that um, and reflect upon the, the feedback that they've got and the reflections that they had before and see how they've improved. Um, and this is this has been very difficult to do because, you know, you, you have, uh, as you said, you know, you have so many sources of this data, you know, you could have 10 sources of qualitative data from each student, and you have 150 students, that's 1,500 pieces of learning evidence. So you have to be pretty, you, you know, if you don't have a system to take care of that, you have to be pretty wise about what you want to do and make sure that you you, you make a uh one piece or two pieces or three pieces or four pieces of that and really focus on that qualitative data and provide great growth producing feedback so that kids can improve Mm -hmm. on that and reflect on that and you catalog that the way you best can Um, i think that that's absolutely important because that's going to be uh the way the student can constantly know how they're learning. And that that builds that student agency part that they have ownership of their learning and be able to know where they're going and what they're doing and how well they're doing from this descriptive feedback.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. I I like how you, you know, we should all strive and, you know, use, you know, whatever we can to, you know, provide that feedback of that, you know, from that qualitative data um, to make it, you know, something actionable as a result. So now let's talk about, you know, the platform that you um, helped founded and create, um, you know, this collaborative learning system called uh, Got Learning. And um, so tell us a little bit about it and how can we use it to achieve our instructional goals and how can we use it to empower our students?
1: Okay, well, uh, Got Learning's collaborative learning system was built to help teachers and students capture and manage all of the quantitative learning data we've been talking about um and we've designed it around how a school pedagogically operates um of course there's student there's a student role and there's teacher roles but we also have co-teachers teaching assistants special educators uh, emerging language learning coaches counselors and school administrators that can be part of these learning conversations about kids um and, the, and those roles right there mirror what they actually do in schools so uh School admins and educational specialists can follow students, and they can participate in students' learning conversations. Uh, the teachers can see what the, their students are doing in other classrooms, not only for the year, but also from previous years. So in, in an incredible byproduct of, of containing all this data and being, uh, is in, in being the CLS, it's, it's a great tool to promote student agency. Students have ownership of their learning. They know where it is. They have the way that they want to be able to communicate about it with their favorite tools. Um, And it's an easier place for a teacher to give voice and choice because now they can manage all of those things when kids are off doing other things instead of doing an entire class of 30 kids marching down the line doing the exact same assignment. Now we have a tool to be able to manage those individualized or even passion projects, if you will, but to give them voice and choice. So how does that help give us or how does that help us achieve instructional goals? Well, with God Learning, now there's a platform that's technology, a technology content, and protocol agnostic that helps with competency and proficiency-based learning. You can actually see if a kid has learned it by their qualitative data. Um, so as well as, you know, as well as having a tool that's building student agency and allows you to show growth over time.
0: Yeah, no, and I, I think that you summarized it great, you know, after taking an opportunity to look at the tool, I really think that, you know, promotes all those things. And I think really the biggest thing that I was able to take from the tool itself was, is that really it's a way for, you know, to have that formative feedback, you know, having it be that formative feedback cycle and that continuous learning that can occur and you can have multiple stakeholders, you know, adding to that conversation and supporting that student and even getting students involved into that conversation for that peer-to-peer, peer-to-peer teacher feedback. Um, So I, I I think it's a great tool and it has a lot of promise. And I think that going forward with, you know, qualitative data, we have a lot of opportunity now to capture it and use it um, to help us with you know, competency-based grading as well as um, really you know using it to show the historical development of students over time. And really that's where I think the education needs to go. Um, you know, moving more towards the, a gradeless world where we have you know, work products that demonstrate student growth and learning um, versus, you know, a transcript with a letter grade. So Rick, I really appreciate you, uh, Mike. I really appreciate you being here and thank you for providing us the time. And where can our um, listeners follow you?
1: Um, well, first our website is www.gotlearning.com And uh, you can also on Twitter is at, at growth over time um, is probably the best place to reach us. And also on LinkedIn. Uh, Just got learning.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here. And um, I think it's a tool that we're going to see more and more out there in the next year or so. And really do appreciate you being here tonight. And for our listeners, uh, you can follow us on and listen on Google, Apple, Spotify, Anchor, and many other of these podcast streaming episodes. And then until next time, everyone, thank you so much. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.